welcome to this month, September's uh, Dental Water Cooler a meeting for the ultimate patient experience. I'm Dr. David Moffat, and I'd like to thank Equa Marketing for their support and sponsorship of uh, this wonderful monthly occurrence where we talk about building the ultimate patient experience in your dental practice and uh, why do we do that? Why would you build, why would you want a, a, a dental practice that has an ultimate patient experience base? Well, the simple fact is that uh, your patients do business or they keep coming back because uh, they have built up a trust in you and uh, that the trust is based on their relationship with you and so if their relationship is more on a personable level and a personal level uh, as opposed to just on a technical or dental level then they're more likely to treat you as an experience rather than just a commodity if they're totally only concerned with uh, getting dentistry done what the dentistry is and are unconcerned about how they're made to feel then you have simply created yourself a commodity-based business and the thing with commodity-based businesses is that people will make decisions based on price in a commodity-based business rather than on the experience that they, they get, how they are made to feel. So today we are looking back at um, some basic fundamentals and looking at how to improve your dental office cred in the marketplace with immediate results. And this is very interesting because every day in a whole pile of businesses, there are things going on that the owners don't see going on that go on that affect the way that the business is perceived by the customers as being a business that is one to do that they like to do business with or a business that is one that they suffer doing business with or it's a business that your customers the customers actually are starting to choose that they're not going to do business with that business anymore and as dentists who own dental practices we've got to realize that uh, sure we're treating patients and we spend all our day with our hands in people's mouths looking at the mouth at hand but there's a whole lot of interactions going on or not going on in your dental business behind your back that are affecting the way that your dental practice is being run as a business and every time you lose a patient it costs you money, time, effort, heart muscle, stomach lining to replace that patient and build a new relationship. So it makes a heck of a lot of sense if we can just hang on to those relationships and maintain our customers as our valued customers because our valued customers trust us and will accept the treatment that we diagnose for them more readily than new patients who are a little bit skeptical and don't have that relationship um, with you and your office. So really important that we look at how can we maintain these wonderful relationships with patients, build these wonderful relationships with patients and not send negative signals 
to our customers and our patients in our business that might upset them and have them wondering why the heck are they taking their time to travel to you when they could be going somewhere closer where they can be treated just as poorly. And, you know, I had patients in my practice who travel, you know, an hour and a half across town, sometimes two hours from out of town, sometimes from interstate. My longest um, serving patient uh, was a man about my own age who worked for um, the Bureau of Meteorology and was posted all around the country. But he always came back to see me to get his teeth done, and yet he didn't even leave. His home was another two hours away from me. He had actually moved two hours away from my dental business, but he was there every six months without fail, having his teeth checked and cleaned and looked after because we did the, the little things really, really well. So let's have a look at, at something that um, a lot of businesses are starting to um, promote and invest in, in their, in their business. But often dental practices don't actually concentrate on this and they take this for granted. And uh, what I, I'm talking about is interactions between staff and other staff and interactions between staff and customers where the customer is not dealing with this other member of the staff. So what am I talking about? In a dental office, well, in my dental office, we had a, a very long corridor from the client lounge and the office area down to the main treatment rooms, and especially the hygiene room and, uh, and the senior dental rooms were located maybe about 20 yards away from the client lounge and the front office area. And what I noticed was that uh, Sometimes when walking down this corridor that another staff member would approach from the opposite direction and would not even acknowledge the first staff member. They'd look the other way, they'd look down, they'd look up. And this was not only two staff members passing each other, but it was also a staff member passing another staff member who was escorting a patient. And I thought, what would that patient think when they see two staff members pass each other in the, in the um, corridor and no acknowledgement, no pleasantries exchanged, no um, care shown. Now I know with one of our local office suppliers and also one of our um, home handyman stores here in Australia, we uh, greeted by somebody at the front door just saying hello welcome to our store and I think that's a really great way to make people feel welcome because sometimes they don't know whether it's a new patient or a new new customer or an existing customer returning but sometimes a new customer to those stores has no idea where they're meant to be going to look for whether it's some particular office supply or some particular home handyman tool. And, and so to be greeted by somebody nice, um, directing them to where they need to go is um, adds to the value, adds to the immediate impact. 
And in these stores where these stores are, are very large, um, being able to be greeted by a staff member who's just passing you as you're walking down a, an aisle um, just to say hello gives you that opportunity to that they are approachable and you can actually request their assistance. Now, in a dental practice, why, what is the difficulty with having two staff members greet each other in a pleasant ma manner? There is no difficulty. So if it can be done, it should be done. And um, if we can increase that frequency that it is done every time, See, nobody likes to be ignored. And so when a staff member walks past and doesn't acknowledge you, they're ignoring you, the other staff member, but they're also ignoring the patient. And it's an opportunity lost in being able to create, in the mind of the patient, a, uh, uh, an environment of friendly. Now, recently, uh, Jane and I spent a few days at a, a, a resort um, or getaway, I wouldn't call it a resort, there was no beach or pool um, in South Australia that had a gate. And so when we went out on, on um, guided tours, walks, when we arrived from the airport, um, the driver of the, of the vehicle had to buzz in and be let into the gate. Now, simply, the, the organisation, the, the resort, could have just given the driver a buzzer or a code and they could have come in. But what they did was they actually created a, um, a conversation. So the driver buzzed in and was greeted by somebody at the front desk of the, of the resort. And then the driver identified themselves, you know, hi, it's Mel, back from the airport. Hi, it's Mel, I'm back from the Remarkable Rocks. Hi, it's Mel, I'm back from the kangaroos and canopies. And with each of those greetings, the person who was um, at the front desk answering the call says, welcome back, Mel, come on in. You know, and um, again, a pleasantry, a verbal pleasantry, which creates a feeling of belonging. So in your dental business, are you looking at every possible interaction that occurs when two staff members pass each other and that they smile and they pleasantly greet each other, um, especially when there is a customer in view. It needs to actually be made a policy that we have this smile and that we have this hello. Because otherwise a patient would think, you know, how rude, these people don't even talk to each other. And to me, you know, a silent passing with no conversation is equivalent to a passing grunt. You know, it's just wrong. It's just wrong. Two people walking past each other and nobody um, acknowledging the other person. It's really, really wrong. Now, the same thing can happen, not just in a corridor, but it can also happen at a front desk. You know, a team member may be returning back into the office after a break. Um, they walk past a client lounge full of patients. Um, front of office reception is there and, and they don't acknowledge each other. Nobody acknowledges. You know, now, how much more impressive would it be 
for the for the dental office if the returning team member when they enter through the front door recognizes the people who are there and greets them by name i know that when i left at the end of every day i was given a piece of paper with the names of the first three arriving patients you know for me for the hygienist and for the associate dentist so that if by chance those patients had arrived exceedingly early for their their seven o'clock appointments the next morning and they'd actually beat me into the office i'd be able to greet them by name and how impressive is that to be able to greet people by their name and knowing that so again why not get your team members when they leave for lunch if they leave through the forward door and they return through the forward door to make a note of who's going to possibly be there when they return so that they can actually walk up to them and greet them by name now yeah this sort of pleasantries and greetings comes i guess from my my, my exercising days when i used to be a cyclist and cyclists are renowned for acknowledging other cyclists when they pass them um, going the same direction when they pass when their paths cross when they're headed in opposite direction there's an um, an unwritten code between cyclists to acknowledge um, each other and it's also very similar in a lot of areas between walkers people out early in the morning walking for exercise greeting uh, each other with pleasantries very very important and you 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 know especially with walkers uh, it can become rather awkward if people choose not to share a greeting with somebody coming in the opposite direction because chances are that you could pass that person again you could walk around a couple of corners and there's that other person that you just grunted at or ignored coming back the other way and of course that's not a really wise sort of way to be trying to um, recognize people and and sometimes the people that you pass sometimes you may need their assistance you may strike up a conversation at another point in time and find out that they are somebody who you actually knew now again this happened to me um, I remember seeing a um, in my early days when I lived in Sydney uh, early days you know not 15 years ago I used to see a, a, a very fit man walking a very small dog and um, it was funny because I was on the phone to uh, a periodontist and I, and I said you live in such and such a street and he said yeah I said which one's your house he said oh he gave me the number I said is that the stone one with the lights one with the stone wall and the lights he said yeah that's me but anyway lo and behold a few days later I'm walking down that street and there's the the fit man with the, the little dog walking ahead of me and he goes into that gate. And so I'm thinking, well, that's the, the periodontist. So the next time I see the, the fit man with the little dog, I, I, I ask him, are you the periodontist? And of course, then we had some, some commonality and we became very much closer um, friends and, and companions just because of the conversations we struck up, because of that acknowledgement of us as walkers, that general code of respect of saying hello and good morning, that just that common courtesy. Um, remember, 
A smile received makes the receiver feel good and it also makes the sender feel good. So have your team know that when they do come across each other in the dental practice, they need to acknowledge, smile and speak so that anybody who sees this, be they with them or observing this passing, will think that these people obviously care about each other and if they're going to care about each other, they're going to care about them as patients as well. So um, try and work on that first commonality. Now, it was, it was interesting because um, a few years ago uh, I was attending a conference in Queensland that was booked out by a whole organisation. So it meant that everybody who was attending the conference was an employee of this organisation. There, you know, there weren't any ring-ins. And um, when walking between you know, venue facilities and rooms, and you know, sometimes these rooms are a long way away from each other, I noticed attendees passing each other who, rather than smiling and saying hello, turned the other cheek. And this was a dental conference. And so what it said to me was that in this dental industry, there's still a lot of work. You would think that if there's a lot of dentists and a lot of dental staff attending a conference, that they would be in the, they would be accustomed to greeting people who they passed in passing along the corridor. Now, I've been attending some hotels where every staff member, you know, people servicing rooms, tradespeople doing um, maintenance, everybody who you walk past would greet you. And they understand in those hotels that everybody is either a customer or a potential customer. And creating those commonalities is paramount, I think, in, 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 in helping to ensure the success of the business. I know in my dental practice, you know, there was times where technology of dental practice software allowed dentists and staff to be notified electronically of things that were going on in the practice. And we frowned on this reliance on, on electronics when the spoken word, the pleasant greeting, the physical presence of two people exchanging conversation was far more powerful when experienced by the patients than opposed to you know, silent buzzers, um, flashing lights, uh, unannounced departures of dentists going off to do hygiene checks, um, unannounced uh, notifications of the next patient arriving. These little things tend to clinicalise the practice protocols 
And we've got to remember that dentistry is a really weird business because it's a business where your customers don't really want to be there. They would rather not be there. They would rather not be having treatment. They would rather not be in that environment at all. as opposed to purchasing a cake or as opposed to buying some fashion, purchasing a new car, purchasing some sound, purchasing furniture. These are pleasant business exchanges. But in a, an environment where dentistry is considered a grudge buy, you know, it's, it's something that it's the the necessary evil in that sort of environment. Then we need to be working really hard on our back end to make sure that our patients are really coming for the social side of the visit to be looked after by our exceptional team and team members who are there to create an experience, such an experience that it is a memorable experience for a patient to say to themselves, wow, these guys know what they're up to. These guys really are going out of their way to make me feel special, to make me feel far more important than being just another tooth, just another mouth with a credit card so look around your dental practice. Look at the interactions or the lack of interactions occurring in your dental practice and ask yourself that question. Can my team improve their interpersonal behaviours with each other, with the patients, so that the patients start to realise that getting their teeth done at your dental practice is like family. It's not a transactional um, action. It's a familial action between two people or between a patient and a business that have a mutual understanding and respect for what each other does in a public, an outward public display of that admiration, of that respect allows the um, allows the patient to really feel that they have indeed had an experience at the dental practice as opposed to just having a transaction. So I hope that's um, it's a culture. It's a cultural thing really. We've got to create that culture in our dental practice that Everybody wants to be there, that the staff want to be there, the dentists want to be there, the hygienists want to be there, and the patients want to be there. We want the patients feeling that this is more than just an appointment to get their teeth done. It's an experience. So I don't know if anyone's got any questions. Lila, any questions for you? No, this one was really complete. 
I know lead by example would be the beginning, but what would be the next steps for try if you were to buy a practice? And everybody is used to use head down. That's my question. If you're recently bought a practice, have staff that's always distracted and you're trying to get them on board. Leading by example would be phase one. How would you go about the next phase of getting those people to start interacting with each other, the patients, creating that environment? Well, I think a, a real fun way of doing it is um, is um, almost like in in the family kitchen um, where you have the swear jar, you know, and people have to put in a nickel or a or a quarter or a, a dime if they swear um, or they catch somebody swearing. You can do that in your dental office. You say, look, you know, we we want we want to make sure that everybody's really involved and they've bought into this process. And so if you get caught out looking the other way, ignoring someone, you're going to get called on it and, you know, it might even be a dollar a time. Um, that's certainly a motivator. You know, it works for the police, doesn't it? You know, you get caught speeding, they, they, they penalise you financially and you, you soon modify your behaviour. So it, it can be a fun way of doing it um, because... Ultimately, Lila, it's a great question. If you've bought a practice and people aren't doing this in the practice, then um, there's a need for necessary um, cultural education and cultural change within that practice. Because, again, I, you know, I love telling stories in stories, but um, during the, you know, when I announced to my patients that, I had sold my business and worked on it for seven years and my patients never knew any different. Um, but when I decided I was leaving, uh, you know, we decided to tell patients who were visiting during that last couple of weeks. And I remember one lady who had been, um, you know, I acquired her as a patient when I acquired my neighbour's practice in 1998. So she'd been my patient for 16 years. And she been his patient for many years before that, and his father's patient for many years before that. So this was a woman in her, in her 80s, and I, I let Jane tell her at the front desk, you know, I'll, I'll, next time you come in, David will be here, uh, and I already treated her. And she asked Jane to come and get me, and she said, "Look, I just really like to say thank you for everything you've done for me in the time I've been treated here." Because you know, it really, it's really been more than just coming to get my teeth done, and um, you know, you've really made me feel welcomed, and and um, I've enjoyed the friendship. And I said, but you know, you were Ken's patient and his dad's patient for a lot of a longer time than me. And she goes, oh, him. All he ever used to say to me was two things: open up, and then at the end he goes, all right, we're finished now, and that was it. So people do tolerate. Um, some pretty ordinary behaviours, or you know, they weren't offensive, but they were they weren't caring, and and it was interesting to note that that her feeling that we were her feeling that we were different, that we that we had made her feel special um, as an attendee of our practice, and and that she had had noticed that, that from us as well. She had been appreciative of that. So, you know, if, if, 
If for some reason you can't find team members who will do that, then you may have to introduce those team members to other dental practices in your area where they may be able to go and work and replace them with people who are more personable. And um, the other thing is if you end up with patients who dislike your practice because it is a practice of culture and verbal exchange, then I don't think it's too bad a, a, a problem if you lose some of those patients as well because they're, you know, they're really people who can make your life a misery because that's what they enjoy their life to be. It's always nice to be dealing with people who are friendly and you know, value friendship. The dentistry is secondary to the friendship. I hope that helps. Yes, that was a very good answer. So um, it's, um, yeah, dentistry is a pretty lonely sort of career for dentists anyway um, and for dental assistants. Sometimes sitting there, I do believe that in the treatment room, <coughs> excuse me, the, um, the treatment of the patient should be um, uh, um, without a conversation, a third-party conversation going on over them. I know certainly that, um, you know, if, if I'm in a bus and the bus driver is conducting a conversation with somebody and not paying attention to the road, I feel more vulnerable than if he was doing his job. And I think that uh, for patients lying in the dental chair, they want to know that, that uh, whatever you're doing inside their mouth has your 100% attention without it being discussing you know, what you're going to do on the weekend, what your kids are up to at school, um, what your dental assistant's mum's got planned, you know, those sort of things. You know, if, if, if I hear that sort of conversation going on in a dental practice, I, I like to refocus the practice on you know, how would you feel if you were down there and they were starting to talk about, oh, did you see the game on Monday night? You know, you think what? You know, just get concentrate on my on my teeth. Because the other thing about concentrating on the teeth in that sort of situation is that the appointment finishes a lot quicker because of the the minimal distraction of conversation, and therefore the patient is better off having been in and out in a shorter amount of time. Ask, survey your patients and ask them. Would you like like to spend ten minutes longer in the chair with your mouth open each time you visit? Or, or 10 minutes less and see what they answer. <coughs> and the answer is, of course, they'd rather be in the chair for less time. And the biggest effector of time in the chair is lack of focus on the task at hand, which is fix the tooth. Plenty of time to create the conversation. So you know, it doesn't mean you have to shorten your appointment times because you've shortened your treatment times. You spend the time that you save on the treatment and discussing and talking with the patient before and after, but not during. So really important to get that level of professionalism during the treatment, but then relax it to a level of courtesy and respect, <coughs> excuse me, with the patient before and after the treatment. Again, people enjoy doing business with people they like and they trust. And it's those conversations that create that trust.
Okay, perfect. Thank you. Oh, I think we'll wind it up there, um, Lila. And I've just got my dates down for next month. Um, um, we're going to be an hour earlier, I think, next month on uh, Monday, October the 7th. and we be at 7 p.m. Eastern, just where we're going through a... Uh, we go through a time zone change. We get the summertime down here. So um, we'll do it at 7 p.m. Eastern on October the 7th. That'll be the, the next dental water cooler event for the ultimate patient experience. So I'd like to thank Equa Marketing for their support again. And Lila, thank you for being on the call. And I look forward to um, talking to people next month.